Que pasol, amigos. It is another Wrestling with MMA. I believe it's the fourth episode. We have a jam-packed episode. We're talking wrestling versus wrestling. We're talking some WWF, some Gable Stevenson, maybe some other stuff. But we are so lucky to be joined by our first guest, Mr. Justin Ferrara's brother. That's what he'll be intro as. What's up, boys? How's it hanging? How's it going? Good, man. Hanging good. I'm excited. I wasn't sure if Mr. Alex Ferrara, he's not just Justin Ferrara's brother, was going to be our first guest. Uh, we've been talking to Bellator PR, potentially Pat Downey. It seems like it's all but signed that we will have Mitch McKee on this week. Justin will be at work with a hard hat. I'm going to see if uh, my job, I could steal a hard hat. We would be the lunch pail boys for a day doing an interview. M- Mitch McKee would have to respect that, but I'm pretty excited. Alex Ferrara, you are our first guest. You're hey, welcome. To be here. It's uh, great to be in studio. Uh, in studio, <laughs> my den. My den. <laughs> I told Alex specifically, I said, hey, man, bring, make sure you bring a laptop. Um, you didn't? So I don't have AC in my den, and uh, I don't want you sitting in my lap while we're doing this. But... Yeah, we're just like side by side, different computer screens. Like, oh, hey. Here we are. Here we are. <laughs> my hands on. Well, Justin doesn't seem to be sweating. Our first episode, he was like, <laughs> he was I just drenched. sitting there. It's probably, <laughs> probably some nerves and a little bit of the heat from the house. Yeah, the, the house is uh, pretty, pretty hot. But I'm sure it brought you back to your wrestling days and. I'm sure many people who don't know, uh, obviously, Justin is a killer wrestler, but Justin's brother, Alex, is a killer wrestler as well. Uh, Alex, could you give us some of your wrestling credentials? Don't hold back. Don't hold back. Um, my memory isn't the best, but um, I did probably better when I was younger because I probably took it more seriously. But um, I think I had state champ in freestyle when I was like 12, maybe 11, 12. Um, sounds good to us yeah you know uh, and then from there it gets a little foggy but you know competed in like northeast regional tournaments did decent um in high school you know i sucked weight until a certain age but you know i was usually i was varsity seventh grade um first year didn't quite make it into sectionals top places but um eighth grade i got third so my, my memory is yeah, uh, pretty spot on. I don't remember. So let me just step in real quick. Yeah, please fill in the gaps because there's a lot of gaps right now. So uh, when I was in seventh grade, uh, I joined a club called ATWA, Adirondack Freestyle Wrestling Association. So one of the world-famous Greco-Roman coaches in the world, uh, Joe DeMeo. So everybody in the, the Albany area, the best best guys in the area would go there and work out and uh alex was there as a fifth grader sixth grader uh yeah. working out with uh, some hammers so um we had a an early taste of freestyle and greco i mean we get our heads kicked in for a while but it finally like clicked like oh like if i want him to stop doing this to me i'll, I'll do this but uh alex like he said that he wrestled he uh, he got moved up to varsity in seventh grade um and he was a 96 pounder and then he ended his career at 171 but uh i think he wrestled all the way up to 189 maybe i, I, I think he did some maybe, matches maybe, at 189 maybe in the duel so he is almost the whole spectrum but uh 
He's uh, I don't even, I think you're a two-time class champ, maybe. Um, yeah. I know he's a two-time third-place finisher in the section, and then he second took second three or four times. Three times. Three times. So he's a five-time section placer. Um, There's always one person ahead of me that just I couldn't get past. Always one dude, and then then again when uh when I went to college, he uh he didn't really. I mean, he had the drive, but it's nobody like pounded on him, hammering on him. Yeah, in his head to do this, do that. And uh, my senior year, I should have. Me and Alex actually should have switched weights. I should have went up one forty, and he should have went to one thirty-five. We both would have went to states, but uh, he ended up taking second again to another hammer that ended up taking um, second in state. Um, so you know, if I, I'm pretty sure I would have, I would have taking the taking the section at 140 but uh you know that's an opportunity that you know we missed and you know my dad said hey you should have you should have went up you should have let Alex drop down and uh and I was just I think it was both of us you wanted the lower weight class because you you know in your mindset lower weight do better in my mind I don't want to suck weight so I was like I'm good here you know so when Alex is in 11th 12th grade he just stopped cutting weight completely and then if he would have dropped one weight class he would have just crush people but uh yeah i sold 52 my junior year and then 171 my senior year yeah. she didn't want to but uh you know that was his choice and uh, he was comfortable and wrestled i mean still dominated people at yeah. the, the highest level and then uh this my senior year the guy i lost to sectionals he won states nice. and this is the first year they had like um people who didn't win the sectionals that wild cards wild cards we go to states if you have like uh, enough places you get points so Alex had the most points in the state because he was a, a five-time oh, wow. five-time uh, placer, you know, all all five being in top three. But uh, he uh, ended up going to states on a wild card, and uh, he ended fourth. up taking fourth. So um, not bad. Pretty pretty tough uh, bracket he had. And um, all those guys were like every 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 guy that. 90. Every guy that uh, placed ahead of him wrestled Division One. Um, oh, wow. So you had uh, state champ Nate Graham from Ravina went to Bloomsburg, I believe, and then the runner-up Colin McDonald. He was like a three or four, three-time state champ before he lost in the finals. Uh, he ended up he beat Alex in the semis. Um, you know he was a uh, returning one on one seat, so he's obviously going to be a you know a hammer and. Uh, Alex lost to him. Uh, he ended up going to Cornell, I believe. And then uh, oh, the wow. guy that took third who beat Alex uh, was from Section 5. I think it was Nate Scheidel. He ended up going to Bloom, uh, Binghamton. So he had three, three, three pretty tough dudes in his weight. And then uh, his junior year, he ended up uh, becoming an All-American at uh, uh, NHSCA Nationals in Pittsburgh. So he plays... Eighth place, <laughs> snuck on the podium. Should have got seven, but you know, I messed up in one remaining few seconds, and you guys got the points on me, so my fault. You know, what would an but, eighth place medal look like? Would it even be medal? Is that one right there? No, it's states. Oh, no, we got a certificate. I mean, you got a certificate. It was a it's like aluminum, <laughs> a national tournament. <laughs> no, then, um, yeah, I mean, I think having Justin as a training partner growing up was really helpful because he was he, as brutal as he was like he made me way better and uh 
um, once he left to go to college, I was like, eh, I can just kind of coast. And, you know, I worked hard in the training room because I respected my coaches and they'd push us. But like, I didn't do any extra stuff like I was with him growing up. Like we were going to the wrestling club at well in fifth grade, like you're saying, I started there. I remember leaving the classroom, like, oh, I have to go to Albany, New York tonight, which is our drive for us one way. So I was like, okay, after this getting home, we got to go to wrestling practice in Albany. This is the off season. So it's probably baseball season. And then come home at night, get home around seven or eight, I think, or something like that. Oh, late. Nine. Late, late, yeah. And then got to try and do homework if I actually did any homework. Um, but yeah, he was a huge help for me to actually push myself. And um, like I said, once we went to college, I was, um, you know, just mostly skateboarding instead uh, because that's what I was actually more passionate about. So, but, you know. Wait, so. I, th- I don't think anybody knows. That's how you guys met. So uh, Alex ended up going to purchase. Um, I remember we were sitting at a, I came back. I think I transferred to Buffalo and yeah, I, I came back. We were watching a, we were watching a high school uh, Salem at the Queensbury tournament. And Alex was like, I miss it. And then uh, I remember we were walking around the Hudson Valley campus and he's like, I feel like a bum for being here. Like I'm, I'm, I didn't say that, but I felt like I could be doing better. He said I felt like a bum. And so, uh, great school. <laughs> we, uh, we tried to get him into uh, the University of Buffalo, which he didn't uh, register for the NCAA clearinghouse, so he had to graduate from Hudson Valley. So he ended up getting into to UB, and then he also got into Purchase. So he's like, hey, I wanted to. I think you were more nervous, like asking, like not really asking, hey, I want to I want to go this route. I'm like, dude, it's your life. Like, you're going to regret it if you don't like go. And then all of a sudden, Ike and Alex are best friends with your boy Milton and your girl, Laura. What's up? <laughs> yeah. Alex went to purchase and started the wrestling team. Yeah, well, <laughs> well, full of boxers and karate guys and jujitsu guys. Yeah, it's really um, a few of us that had, you know, knowledge in different areas. Like, oh, let's just go to the mat room that was never used. And then we'll just teach each other certain things. You were teaching jujitsu. Tom was teaching, like, pretty much traditional karate stuff. And then Ben was teaching boxing and I was teaching wrestling. And we just all, like, all right, today's jujitsu day or today's wrestling or boxing or karate. And, it was fun, you know, just like a little group that would just, you know, go down there and train. And I had no clue what I was doing for any of this stuff. But Justin, after that, he was the hammer. He was he was nailing the studs to the floor. He was. I believe it. Well, and then Gary actually got me into my first jiu-jitsu tournament. Um, Queens, right? Yep. And thanks to Sento, too. Your oh, yeah. massive friend. Yeah, um, Alex Sanafranchi. Massive is not the word for Great him. friends, very knowledgeable. The Hulk. Um, he got me into back into like exercising and shit, like weight training, all that. And the heaviest I ever was, like with no body fat, was only 186, which is great for me. But I had to wrestle, I think, 179 or grapple at that weight. So they are. It's a big gonna, Duke. Like, yeah, so I was like, I'm just going to cut my portion size and just not eat what I was for like a week or two. And then went down and made weight, no problem. And, um, you know, I didn't really have the best jujitsu background, but um, I got four, I yeah, think. Pretty good, man. That's still pretty good. And, again, you guys can follow Alex on Instagram and Twitter as well, Shit Boots, S-H-I-T, Boots, and Twitter and Instagram. 
Alex, how, how much do you attribute to your success in uh, maybe with relationships or with work or with your career uh, to wrestling? Just basically, did it instill a work ethic, discipline, consistency, focus? Like how much do you uh, attribute wrestling to your success? Yeah, I mean, I think it's has a huge impact on, you know, how I approach things. So um, I think everything I do, I can, you know, tri- uh, have wrestling be like the, the factor, maybe kind of do better, you know, and whether it's skateboarding or just simple things like the necessary things around the house, like, oh, you have to do all these things correctly um, and do them well, you know, like correctly and so it's like, I think it goes a long way. You know, the work ethic from that carries over to everything. Um, and obviously this guy, he uh, he made me push beyond what I th- where I thought I could go for effort. So even like when I'm exercising by myself, um, if I'm like really struggling, I'll think of him yelling at me. Like he was <laughs> when we were growing up. We and, didn't print uh, this face. <laughs> well i have that imprinted in my mind <laughs> yeah it's imprinted. I have voice uh just yelling at me so um, whenever i want to push myself extra i can just think of him and i i go way harder um so i mean it's it's helped me with everything i mean there's skateboarding pulling a ramp um whatever i'm doing you know i appreciate it man and it's, I, it's was it uh i was gonna say i didn't realize how brutal i was to him until uh <laughs> I think I came back from, well, Alex had like a, a broken nose. We ended up breaking his nose in practice. And he told me, he's like, you know, don't, don't touch my face. I'm just watching his face with cross faces. And there's like yeah. stuff in his face in the mat. I didn't care. Yeah. We both shot him. Oh he was a little lower than me. His forehead hit my nose. We're both going full force forward. He broke my nose in his forehead. Instantly just gushing blood Oof. and like a faucet full blast but i was i was so brutal on him like i didn't it didn't click until i came back from college and we were drilling um my coach grabbed me he's like hey like you really matured i'm like what are you talking about i'm always immature you know that cocky arrogant guy and uh well arrogant kid and uh he's like well before when you do a you would drill with your brother it'd be you know 40 moves for you and maybe one for alex now it's it's three and three, three and three. And I was like, oh, I always just said, no, you didn't. And now <laughs> I, I sit back and think about it. I was like, no, I would, I would counter everything that Alex had and score on him, you know, just to try to fine tune me. Yeah, he put me in chokes. He just like, just tortured me in practice. And it was like, he's a senior. I was in 10th grade and we we're pretty much the same weight, weight but he was stronger and faster. And um, still am. He's way more technical. Um, I'm a little stronger now, um, but but yeah. Uh, did I, it did it ever pour off the mat like into the car or in the yard and uh, yeah. the yard for sure. Uh, we, we we did that match at least once. Yard for sure. I think uh, nothing really. Uh, I don't know. Once, like we said, we had a practice and it was. Uh, you know, if we left. Uh, you know, baseball, I ended up putting baseball to wrestle all summer, but um, wow. it was after baseball or after school, um, you know, we, we'd drive down together. Once I was 16, my dad's like, you can get your license as soon as you can drive to Albany and back without, you know, me worrying. So once I fall asleep in the car, you can, you can get your license. My dad's passed out on the back of the van and me and Alex are in the front, you know, pilot, co-pilot. 
and uh, navigating to Albany, making sure we're not uh, getting lost anywhere. But uh, no, uh, I think uh, nothing really uh, carried off the mat just because we were so tired and we had to do, we had to you know stay on the academics and. There was a time that I'd be so tired, I'd be getting up at three, four o'clock in the morning to to finish my homework. And uh, wow. my my room was actually right next to my parents, and I would always try to sneak out. And our little dog kept barking. And I was like, "Oh my god, like shut up!" But uh, wake wake up the whole house at four o'clock when I got up to do my homework. But nothing really carried uh, on the outside because, like, uh, I was more like focused on uh, um, what like. NCA uh, video games, like college football video games, and Alex was doing uh, skateboarding. skateboarding with uh, oh. our our brother Brandon. So, yeah, and I never held any grudges. I'm like, oh yeah, like I can't beat him up either way. So like, I'm just gonna take this pain and just go <laughs> enjoy myself. I'm away from him, and then just bear it when I'm with him. And uh, yeah, we're we're very really close now, and actually always been close, but um, it, but we still a- try to down every once in a while. Always trying to throw down. I love what you said, though. It's like, you know, you knew the limits. And, and it's like, I feel like there's not enough people who know limits for good or for worse, like in terms of like, don't start crap with this guy, because, you know, he would probably kick your ass on the street. Like, I I, I think respect he, should just be across the board. He pushed limits with most people. <laughs> I pushed limits. Like, so I wish I had an older brother because uh, to keep me in check. I'm kind of like uh, testing waters and like, oh, hey, Alex, don't do that. Like, you know, like like you were just saying, when I, when I I test myself, like I'll look at, like if I'm, if I have an issue with somebody, I'm first thing I'm looking at is their ears. Like, oh, okay, no cauliflower, uh, I'm good. Like, I'm okay, I can handle myself, but uh, they got cauliflower ear. Hey, what'd you wrestle, dude? <laughs> oh my gosh. It's amazing, man. And I, I, I respect it. It's uh, mentioned to Justin uh, on the first episode. I feel like I, I would have been competent or at least make the whole season. I feel like I'm mentally strong enough to push, but it's like the the world of jujitsu or martial arts. Even Joe Rogan says it. He's like, there's nothing compared to a season of wrestling and multiple seasons of wrestling, collegiate wrestling. It's like, uh gregor gillespie when i spoke to him he's like i served my sentence when he went to college for four years and it's like i I respect the hell out of anybody who's poured multiple years into wrestling so i respect you You, guys you would have been fine you you grew up in long island you'd have been more than fine not back then man 190 (laughs) not healthy 190 oh yeah afro uh, so that's your caller id is uh I think your freshman year in college, your picture. Well, he was actually fit <laughs> at that point. But when you had that high school photo, I think it's that prom where you're posing like this. <laughs> uh, that was 10th grade. That was on the way up with the scale. Yeah. Yeah. No so that's sucking weight. I, I was sucking down hoagies. <laughs> that's the one I think of for young Gary. Um, it's a, the... Oh, yeah. Okay. And I consider <laughs> myself more tough than the, they would say that the good football players on the team were tough. I think you yeah. got to be more tough to get the shit kicked out of you in football and keep coming to practice. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, to be able to take a beating and go back, like, yeah, well, it is what it is, you know. Dude, I was fluffy. <laughs> <laughs> Very fluffy. Back in high school. Like, what's up, fluffy? <laughs> no, they called me the, the golden fro. <laughs> <laughs> I could do two things. I could kick a football and throw a football. 
but I could not move out of the pocket. Coach is like, Feldman, you losing weight this year or what? <laughs> Never happened. Not yet, coach. Next year. Pizza and cereal. Yeah, but I respect it, man. You guys to be – when did you start? What, wrestling? I think uh, – well, wrestling is uh, – Damn. That's what we're going to get into. Um, we all, we, We grew up with the WWF now the wwe but um and we had we were always at my grandmother's house like wrestling our cousins and fake bell and everything my mom would be sticking her head out the window no more wrestling we're you know you guys are obviously winning right every other we had we had bigger cousins and oh uh, oh. and we'd uh you know we try to hold our own but uh, i think uh i met uh my friends from uh in school their their family is all about wrestling. They had uh, the whole like everybody in their family wrestled. So when I when I first went to practice, I'm thinking like I'm I'm trying to drop kick somebody. And I got pulled to the corner. Hey man, you can't do that. And I learned a different wrestling. And then I'm showing these guys and trying to trying to do it as well. Um, but yeah, wrestling has has been in our been in our household since I can remember. If it's not the WWF, um, it was definitely like the the scholastic uh, collegiate style. Well, hold that thought. We got to take a commercial break. The commercials are brought to you by Viper sunglasses, glasses. You could get prescription. You could get the beautiful executives or the soon to be man ramp exclusive glasses, Viper glasses. I love it. If you like going fast while looking good, I got glasses for you. Pit Viper, come in all sizes, reflections, colors, whatever you need. Get the Manran pair, not official, but they look good. Also safety rated from the job site. So let's do that. Yeah, so we had a, we had an older cousin. I, I agree. <laughs> we, had a, we had an older cousin uh i won't say his name we uh we looked up to him when we were younger you know because we were so heavy into the wwf and um you know my idol was brett the hitman Hart, and you know uh razor ramon i'd be throwing toothpicks in people's face all the time trying to fight them and uh <laughs> um we found out like you know we went to different schools you know he got suspended or expelled for being drunk and high in like eighth or ninth grade and i was like well this guy's a this guy's a bozo so it was like we you know um we thought he was on the path to you know wrestling too but he ended up playing basketball but uh you know maybe 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 got with the wrong crowd but uh no wrestling like we watched SummerSlam and uh um raw like all, all the time um but uh all the pay-per-views that we got and then uh Had the video games and everything video games stuffed animals like everything t-shirts uh, the uh when the wwf was at uh in albany i remember my dad going up like i wanted i was a huge fan of bret hart and uh he's like oh like we'll go to the front like we'll go to the front and then security tried to stop him so oh my wife's got my ticket up there and we went all the way up to the side and i got to like slap his hand i was like made my what? Like that's sick. a great dad yeah he's like oh my wife's up there she's got my ticket and he like kept like kept moving like the guy was like, he's in the ring i'm looking for my wife <laughs> <laughs> looking for my wife <laughs> he gets drop yeah. kicked <laughs> no it, it, was, it was cool and then uh 
you just see like uh i mean obviously you're on a wrestling mat and you're trying to do all the stuff that you see on wwf um at practice in general beforehand like uh you know the cross face crippler i'm trying to do a sharpshooter or the walls of jericho i'm just trying yeah, to yeah, yeah. inflict the most amount of pain i can on him in particularly just to let him know, hey, like here's the pecking order in the house. <laughs> Figure four. <laughs> but yeah, it was a uh, lion tamer. It was uh, a <laughs> re- wrestling's been in our house for a long time, and uh, I think that's uh, you know, maybe maybe I'd be a little a little bit more successful if I had an older brother to you know steer me in the right way. But I think I did an okay job for my younger brothers, making those guys successful in their own industries. Appreciate it. Thank you for and, your dude, uh, uh, lo and behold, I'm with you because of your knowledge, uh, your sense of humor, your, uh, you interrupted like professionally. And it's like, I've tried to like talk to professional podcasters about like the ebbs and flows of elevating conversation. You did it episode one, man. So you are talented and modest. I do. Oh, thanks. That's <laughs> Yeah. He's got a knack for it. I mean, I always call him like one of the most knowledgeable people in wrestling there is that i mean his memory's insane that, that you know that you know. i mean i'm more so because even our art coach uh i follow the, people that are so knowledgeable i'm learning yeah every second uh, every word they say like, oh my god but even our um old wrestling club coach joe demeo loved justin because justin was a great coach and you know he had the knowledge that you know you would need to be a great coach and you know so he applied that and he stood out to our coach and so Justin did some great stuff. So, yeah. Well, this isn't about me, Alex. This is about you, shit boots. So, it's a guest. Where do we want to go here? We're uh, wrestling versus wrestling. That's what we got. Alex went to a jujitsu gym out in. Oh, I can't tell you about my WWF childhood. We don't care about you. <laughs> freaking golden pro no i'm just kidding (laughs) there it is there it is that's your character just kidding (laughs) the golden pro the golden pro oh my gosh people are gonna think i'm being racist towards khabib if i wear that (laughs) you know the traditional hats (laughs) oh my gosh but uh yeah uh, just wwf man i ordered once one pay-per-view got screamed at I got beat with the re- the remote that I ordered it with. <laughs> um, but my little brother enjoyed it. He didn't get beat. Oh, goo goo gaga. I was like, you're eight. You know what's going on here. You're guilty by association. But yeah, WWF. I, I, I feel like the UFC is like the fighters. They're kind of paying homage in a sense to like the Kurt Angles, to the Bret Hitman Hearts, to the Ric Flairs. And it's there's a lot of crossover with the UFC and with WWF. Yeah, for sure. I was actually, that's who I, uh, I attended or tended to uh, root for was uh, guys in wrestling singlets. As weird as that sounds, like the Steiner brothers, like they had the Michigan singlets and then Kurt Angle, as you said. And then Alex is a big uh, Gold Dust fan. Obviously. Doesn't ring a bell. Gold. Dust? Oh. He's got nothing on the golden throw. Val Venus, too. He was great. Val Venus and Gold Dust. Those are Alex's two dudes. <laughs> They're pretty great in their own way, but wasn't my favorite. You guys uh, have the figurines? Oh, uh, Gold Dust. Yeah, yeah, I've seen them. I've seen them. <laughs> I know that guy. I have him on my wall. <laughs> but yeah, you're saying like the, the UFC, you know, when WWE, like, 
you know, the UFC is kind of taking a lot of things that were great from WWE for like the showmanship, you know, like the personalities that they would be successful as the wrestlers in WWE, WWF, they're kind of turning into characters themselves, the fighters in UFC and all that, you know, like putting on a show and like saying certain things just to get hype and all that. Stuff. Yeah, like some people's uh, Twitters, I just uh, read a certain, a few uh, MMA fighters' Twitters, like, oh my God, are they doing this to get haters? Or like, I don't, I don't get it, but trying to get that that bad guy persona yeah yeah that's why i'm glad you see that it's like some i think the key advice is just to be yourself like in that yeah. shine that's more authentic like you, i think you could burn a lot more energy trying to stir up something that's not there yeah like for me i think for the fighters that i like it's entertaining and fun to watch the people that you know that can be outlandish and be the characters but like khabib he was like a true authentic like martial artist and he's you know you i think you have I me mean, for myself i have the most respect for those guys and want to watch them because they take the craft seriously and also the other ones i'm sure they take the craft seriously but they put on a show and maybe like that takes away from like their actual practice and all that you know i agree i agree depends on the individual but anyways before I was rudely interrupted by the Golden Pro. I'm going to get one of those ads. Damn. But uh, Alex is telling me. Alex, he, you saw this, right? He started it. Easy. I'm just <laughs> I, I'm just trying to entertain Justin. Now I got to get the Golden Pro and all of Dagestan. I, I hope they I appreciate me. Like, I, I'm drinking water in a beer mug. Yeah, I mean, if, if you're. Is that water? Stuff? Yep. Yep. Again. 14 months sober. Nice. <laughs> But anyways, <laughs> Alex went to a, a jiu-jitsu gym or whatever, and he Pre, just pre-session first just time started rolling around and tapping dudes. He's like, "Who are you?" I I, I think um, he said, "I'm the Golden Dust." Well, it's my it's my first it was my um first time at that facility. I've only been there once, and um everybody is super nice and. The guy, the main guy who was there is like, oh, like any background, anything like that? I'm like, oh, I used to wrestle in high school. He's like, okay, cool. Like, we'll put you with like the lower level guys. Just to like, yeah, I wrestled too, man. I did a season. <laughs> and so like, I would go with like the people that, you know, had some experience at the gym, but had like no other background in grappling on besides being like there for a year or two. And, you know, there's a, for someone like that, like there's a clear difference in how like they feel when you grab them. You know, because, like, when you're a wrestler, like, there's a certain, like, flow and movement that you have and, like, kind of, like, strength that you can feel from another person. Then when I get these people, I'm like, oh, like, this feels like someone that, you know, I want to be matched up against in wrestling because they'd have no experience, you know? Like, it, it just didn't seem quite right. So, I mean, when the sessions were live, taken down, taken control, I, I didn't know any grappling. I only knew what you taught me years ago. But even that pretty much left my head. Like, so I just go down there and just control. And then, you know, by the later sessions, like the guys, like, oh, you want to hang around and roll with, like the upper level guys? And like, sure. And um, I'm not sure if their belt levels were, but they were the upper level. Like the guy's been there for a while. And I'm sure. I think the guy wrestled or grappled the second had maybe some wrestling background, like a little bit. The first guy, I don't think he did. Um, I somehow got a choke in that first guy, made him tap. And the second guy, 
Nice. Um, it was a bunch of scrambling and like I hadn't done it in forever. So I was like laughing because I was having fun. I was like, <laughs> you'd be rolling around like scrambling and you'd get crazy. And I'd be laughing. He's like, you okay? I'm like, yeah, let's keep going. And then like he'd get some sort of like leg lock on me almost and I'd, like spin out of it. And the coach would be, hey, like be careful of that one. I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> And, um, you know, it's just like, I think he probably could have got me, you know, a handful of times, but like, he's just go, oh, I'm just going to flow this guy and, you know, and not let him hurt himself. Um, and I had a great time, but like, I think finding time and having the money set aside for, um, those facilities to use those and get the classes has been tough. So I haven't been able to really get back into wrestling or jujitsu or, any of that stuff but i mean i'd love to i mean whenever i'm back east with this guy we usually do a little roll around we haven't done one yet like legit he got a trapped arm oh he's got a singlet on underneath right now (laughs) he got me a little bit earlier and then last time i was uh back here he uh he hugged me and like pinched me and brought me my back i mean i know it's coming but like a lot of times i can't stop because he gets in correct position on me um yeah Justin, maybe recently, maybe I say recently, maybe it was like two years ago. He asked uh, when I was doing my senior project, uh, it was around combat sports and Justin came to purchase and I filmed you guys oh, yeah. uh, scrapping oh, yeah. and yeah. I didn't, uh, it's somewhere in the archives, but uh, I've never had the privilege of being beaten down by Justin. I've been pieced up by Alex. I actually yeah, a couple months ago, I actually brought it up to a pro fighter who's undefeated, who's on the cusps of like cracking top 10 in the world. I go, dude, you remind me of this dude I rolled around with in college. I was like the way he was like the bones and the muscles, like he was feel like he was built from wood. And I can only imagine if you're telling me Justin's beating you and you're beating me. I was like, Justin's probably like going to rip Justin, my head off. He's slick. He's, he's got way more knowledge than I do. I have like the fundamentals. I used to have them down, but um, yeah, Justin's very slick. He's fast. He's strong. His cardio isn't quite where it used to be, but not anymore. if I can, Ooh. you know, if we have a grappling match, if I can hold out for like a few minutes, I think I'm good. You know, let's get him a little tired and then start going to town. <laughs> get him tired. It's funny. Cause I remember that you were, uh, you were videotaping and you're like, I can't believe I'm witnessing like what's going on? Somebody is doing funny how you remember things to Alex. <laughs> what he does to me. And he's like, <laughs> and it ended with me saying, can I have your autograph? <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah, that's, that's, yeah. that's how the Godfather came about. Yeah. That was, that was, I was like, Oh my <laughs> God. Like the way you were like manipulating the, the exchanges was incredible. And it was mostly skill. You weren't muscling things. You were maybe a little rough on your brother. But you were just pure, like, skill is pretty cool. The, the easy part's cardio, in my opinion. The hard part's the skills, so. Yeah. Our, our, um, one of our high school wrestling coaches, who was multiple time, multiple time state champ, went to college for wrestling and everything, wow. he said Justin was the meanest wrestler he's ever come across. And that's a fact, because those two actually <laughs> scrapped, like, wrestling-wise, like, very, like, in- intensely, like, a bunch of times. Like, Justin – when our coach shot in, Justin, like, almost, like, punched the ground to help block him. So, he, like, did a fist straight to the ground. And our coach is like, did you just punch me? <laughs> he's like, 
went out. Yeah. <laughs> and they were just going back and forth, like kind of throwing each other back and forth. And it, it wasn't kind of throwing each other. Uh, it was intense. I was watching it. My coach would. Whoa. Uh, what was the weight disparity or difference? Well, he was, well, he was a man and I was still a boy. <laughs> and uh, he, he would awesome throw coach. me everywhere. Um, throw wow. me against the wall, just beat the living daylights out of me just to prove a point. Like, hey, like, wow. put me in my place. And then, uh, I remember like after, what was it? One year, one year in college, I was, uh, I came back to, to wrestle with Alex his senior year um, for a practice and I wanted to roll with him. And he's like, absolutely not. He's like, uh, <laughs> your brother put me out of commission for three weeks with a power half. And he's no, like, I snapped down. I, I tore his, he's uh, like, I watched what you do to your brother. And he's like, absolutely not. He's like, <laughs> I, I don't want to be out for another six weeks. So holy smokes. No, yeah. that, that was it made me feel good about myself because i looked up to him a lot and you know he, he's the man so three-time state champ went to harvard um oh, wow. super super smart yeah great so, that's an uh, awesome resume yeah yeah, yeah. harvard grad <laughs> <laughs> and you were just you wanted to go horn to horn with the bull you had yeah, like the little uh, horns coming through it's funny uh i remember some of my classmates thought i was actually going to harvard i was like well why like oh you were Ron sweatshirt all the time. I was like, oh, I'm trying to cut weight, you know. <laughs> we running, uh, you know, we'd go out uh, before practice and uh, run a, a two or three mile circuit, and I'd have mm-hmm. a, a Harvard sweatshirt on. I'm like, yeah, you know, Harvard right now. <laughs> Were you crushing like all the races? Like, did you take he try was. to be first place or competitive with everything? Like, oh yeah, he, he I, was, I was pretty competitive on everything. Um, I wanted to be, you know, first all the time. I wanted to, you know, have that edge on everybody. But uh, I beat you once, though. He was pissed. And stuff like that. I don't remember. But. <laughs> you don't remember? <laughs> I think it was, it was, I never happened. Justin always did really well and seemed like he liked him. So I was always like, eh, I'm going to hang towards the back, like maybe middle. And then one day, I think I threw on like some CD. I'm like, all right, I want to get first today. And you're probably a little hurt or something. So you kind of run. DC <laughs> does wonders to everybody. And um. I somehow got first just the one day because I was like, I'm gonna see if I can do that. And then after that, Justin's like, no more. <laughs> never beat him again. Not not running, at least. Or anything. Nah, shut up. <laughs> can but, you uh can you take us through that day where you put on the CD? Listen to the CD when I beat him? Yeah, like when you woke up. <laughs> what what do you did you did you have to put on a shoe the same way or did you put it, you said, fuck it, I'm putting on the right one today first? Well, I can't quite say how it went exactly because my memory is horrible, but if it was to go one way, I think it'd be like, all right, I got up early, earlier than him, had, you know, steak and eggs for breakfast. <laughs> I was like, all right, today's the day. And then the whole day listening to my freaking Sony, you know, CD player, tucked in the front waistband, you know, going to school, feeling good. Then at the end of the day, you know, like, Justin probably like twisted his knee. I'm like, all right, today's the day. Oh, there we go. And then we, when we started the race, I pushed him over. I started sprinting. <laughs> I think he tripped after you know running somebody else. At that point, he got close to me up the hill, but back to school. That last straightaway, or pulled away. Do you remember what was the first thing in your head? Like, oh my God, he's gonna beat the shit out of me tomorrow. Or was it like, 
Nobody can catch me. I'm the fastest kid alive. You know what I mean? As soon as he gets in the wrestling, yeah, because you you run two miles before the wrestling practice, maybe that two mile run before wrestling practice, and then be like hour and a half, two hours of wrestling with this guy. So he was pissed. I just felt it the whole practice. So it was um, no no thoughts from my mind after beating him, but probably like I need to catch my breath and then that way I can maybe hold my own a little bit. But you know what you know what's crazy about uh brothers like uh i'm sure a lot of brothers that wrestle uh can say that this is true for them like uh i would i don't know crush somebody and just barely and that person would like beat alex but i would just barely beat alex at times because alex knows everything i'm about to do he knows my next move so um it's just super weird, and then I would, uh, I would ask Alex, I'm like, "How do you lose to this kid?" Like, like I literally tech that dude in the first period, and you lost to him by one, and I only beat you by like eight, you know, something like that. So he catches on quick, and you know, that uh, maybe a uh, a form of survival in, in ninth, tenth grade. <laughs> yeah, I I heard about the legend of uh, Justin Ferrar before I ever met you. You're like. Yeah, if we were coaches, like I would be the one who maybe pull uh, puts my arm around. This is Alex speaking. I would be the <laughs> coach that puts my arm around the guy. I say, hey man, don't worry. Let's you know, like maybe like a one on one conversation. He says, Justin is Mike Singletary on the mats. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Justin's like, like really honest, um, very hard nose. Um, so it's like we were kind of the best of both worlds for coaching at the time because I remember there were some kids that would respond to Justin better. And then like a few kids that respond to me better than Justin, they kind of get broken down from Justin. They're like, oh, like scared, like not really in the right mindset. And I'm like, hey, here's what we gotta do. And just kind of talk to him, you know? And I don't know why they'd be afraid of me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like it. I, li- I would definitely, I mean, the combination's uh, a winning combination. But I mean, everybody has, different forms of communication that they're more receptive to you know so like i can withstand his you know his way of coaching because i've been dealing with it for years and, and also, like, especially you know, in your career man you are in a tough career uh of just standing out from the crowd on instagram you are character man ramp on Instagram and the Man Ramp official on Twitter, if I remember correctly. Sounds about right. Yeah, I think someone got the regular one. Like, um, yeah. I'm sure I don't feel it nearly as much as you. Just like the ebbs and flows of just trying to build something from nothing, man. Uh, can you just take us through your crew, the Warble crew, just how yeah. you guys got started, connected? Because I don't think the Mulls wrestled, if I'm correct. No, I believe they played soccer. Um, their father was a soccer coach. Um, so that's what they primarily did. And then was skateboarding. Um, but yeah, um, I was, I started skateboarding when I was 12. Um, met the Mole brothers in Manchester, Vermont, um, around like 16, 15, 16. And they were always like the hometown heroes for skateboarding, always doing the gnarliest stuff. And so, you know, during a certain time, like uh, my skateboarding crew, everybody kind of stopped skateboarding. So it's just me. And in their crew, like some of their friends kind of stopped just slowed down skateboarding. And then I just started, you know, messaging them, then going on skate trips with them. 
Um, and we all became really great friends. And then we started doing cross country trips. And eventually we all moved to Los Angeles together. And that's where we currently are now. Um, and uh, yes, yeah, so we now have, now have uh, Warble Skateboards. And I'm this man ramp character right here. Um, and whoop, whoop. the Warble name came from the Mole Brothers. They thought it up and then the man ramp character is kind of a collective thing where we started um, this video series. And then uh, in one of the videos, um, we had a piece of plywood, my, my friend Brian, and we go, oh, yeah, like, let's, I'll get underneath the ramp. And I was like, oh, cool, I'll join you. We'll do a piece of plywood here. He's there and I'm next to him. And then um, it, pretty much the whole video had like multiple shots where either myself or our friend Brian was underneath the plywood. And then after that video, it was like pretty fun and well received. And um, I think we were in LA and Tom being the genius he is, he was like, oh, like, we should do like a whole video, like, you know, pulling the plywood. I'm like, cool. Like, and then like, it was a like, collective thing. Everybody was like, oh, like, you should do this, do that. And then like, character was formed, like the overalls, hard hat, glasses. And so like, the overall character is like a group effort, everybody kind of contributing in the name and everything like that. And then, did a video, people seem to like it. So we did another video and then another one. And then we've been working with Thrasher Magazine as well. And um, up here, yeah. And um, they're awesome people and they've been very supportive of us as well. So um, just kept <laughs> making Man Ram videos, Warble uh, videos, and um, just still doing it out there in, in LA. And, you know, our friend's band, uh, Cobra Man. Cobra Man. They, um, let's go. They started making, actually, their very first song they made, I think, I mean, I think this is correct, is actually the Man Ram song. Whoa. Um, because Tom reached out to our friend uh, Andy. Um, they said, hey, like, need a song made. Do you want to make a song for us? They're like, cool, no problem. And then in our next, in our full length video called New Driveway, uh, Tom reached out to Andy and said, hey, like, you and Sarah helped make the music for us and um he and Sarah uh made the soundtrack for that full skate video so it's like 30 plus minutes of music and then that video people loved it people loved the soundtrack and then Cobra Man pretty much formed from that and uh we started making more videos they started making more albums um and then recently they did a they did a uh nationwide tour um going up the Northwest, across the country, down and back across to LA. And um, so Cobra Man's doing really well. Um, their music's incredible. They have more music coming out soon, I feel like. Um, and, you know, it just gets better and better. And, you know, our skateboarding brands, we're loving it, we're enjoying it. And I think we're creating some really cool stuff as well. So to be able to be surrounded by a bunch of really talented people like that's really cool. And I don't think, really anybody wrestled in that group so um it's it's you know kind of cool being the only person in that background but um everybody has their own strengths and what they can contribute so um andy and sarah both grew up playing music and stuff like that and they're very creative so they're also great for video ideas as well and tom went to school for um for film so he's very um great for getting concepts for videos and Steve is just Steve and Dave and Cookie and they're just you know some of the most creative and talented skateboarders I think there are. Cookie Doe. 
Cookie dough. I'm going to say uh, how what exactly what Justin and I are both thinking. You guys are killing it. You guys are on fire. As mentioned, the world tour, the, the everybody knows you. You guys got sponsorships. It's amazing, man. It's commendable, respectable. I really appreciate it. I don't, the, it's amazing how you guys kept the community of music, skating, uh, art, media. It's, it's a beautiful mix of it. So I'm just proud well, to be associated with yeah. you, that, man. Well, a lot of people don't know where they started. It was like six or seven guys essentially in a warehouse spending like seven, 800 bucks a piece. Oh, that's where we lived um, first in LA. Yeah. And they were, I know, I remember I'll talk to Alex, say, Hey man, just come back East, you know? And he was super determined. You know, I think uh, that's where a lot where the wrestling came in. Like, you know, this is my goal. This is, this is a, you know, a stepping stone to get there. And they literally lived in a freaking warehouse with beds and then have these huge skate parties and just have, she threw shows in there ramps too. everywhere um yeah so they started like uh on the bottom and now they're you know rising up pretty quickly and it's uh pretty exciting to see uh my little brother on a freaking sticker so right? at, the, <laughs> at the photograph it's not a drawing <laughs> but yeah it's it's uh it's pretty cool to see where you know me me like traveling you know with my mom or dad like picking them up from uh, the Manchester skate park. It's, oh, there's you know, all those guys. Are... <laughs> but, uh, it's, dude, you just with Tony Hawk hanging with the chili peppers. It, it's incredible. And now Seal. Now Seal. Oh, yeah, I, I, I am a carpenter as well, and I do construction uh, for the company Mind Tree Arts. And uh, we have clients um, who are in the music, in, the music industry and other artists uh so we we build for very talented people as as, as it is as, uh, as well um so you know yeah just enjoying things and doing and you know just work hard and you know usually good things come about if you do um so yeah like when kids get into skateboarding you know like i always tell them like hey don't take it too seriously always keep pushing yourself you know. how, how would Justin be as a skate coach? Dude, uh, don't even get, I'm so, like, I can't, sometimes. I can't do anything. I was just talking, I was talking to. Give me a hundred kickflips. <laughs> uh, give me a hundred kickflips and a hundred burpees. And then, then you can have <laughs> yeah, no, but I, I have no, no balance. It's weird. Like I can, like I can do like sports, like team sports, not saying like skateboarding is not a team sport, but like with uh, you know, like football or uh, basketball, wrestling. Thing. And then uh, baseball, but like on a skateboard or a snowboard, oh my god! Like it's like, dude, are are you are you kidding me right now? Like, stay in your lane. Like it's it's bad. Like, and that's where I think like, like do uh, they say that when you're going down the slope? Did they say dude, stay in your lane? No. When I went last time, I went down the slope. They were mad at me. Like, hey man, you said you had experience. I'm, like, I'm an athlete. Like, I'm I went off the track into the the other one. No, I was so. We uh we split board up a uh, up Pico. Oh, you and Brandon. Yeah, me and Brandon split board up Pico, and my legs are shot. And I was like, Brandon's like looking around. They're stopping, uh, drinking beer and stuff. Like, dude, you okay? I'm like, <laughs> like they're like chilling. Just yeah, they're dying. they're chilling. I was like, <laughs> and me in that mindset, I was like, I'm not stopping. Like, right. like I'm a you know I'm a washed up D1 wrestler. I'm <laughs> I gotta keep going. Like, and I'm like chugging and Brandon. Brandon mountain bikes, fat bikes all the time. So he's got his own crew and 
I'm trying to keep up and I finally get to the top of the hill. So split boarding is like a ski, uh, a snowboard that you take it apart and it turns into skis to okay. go up the hill and then put it back together and snowboard down. I got like a, a line waiting for me, like, let's go. And I'm like, go ahead. And I got like this eight year old yelling at me. He's like, Hey man, I'll be here all day waiting for you. You go first. And I, I got up two feet. I fall on my face and then so embarrassed. I couldn't do it. Like I, my legs were so shot anyways. It's like, Oh my God, like I need to start working out again. And I literally sat on my board and rode the hill all the way down. And then I think, or, uh, my brother was at, uh, telling the people at the demo where I rented the board from, oh, he got hurt. And then they didn't care. They're like, oh, give me the board. Like I was 30 minutes past the, the deadline, but I can't, I can't do any of that stuff. Like it's, it's, it's pretty amazing to see Alex. Like, I think he's Alex. I think you're getting better. Like Thanks. month by month, like to see your balance. I mean, again, like Justin and I are not doing a skateboard podcast, but just seeing your balance. I don't know the way you're like landing the clean yeah. cleanliness of it. it it just seems like you're improving. And well, it's it's nuts because you always had terrible ankles. I, and our so friend bad. actually yesterday who also wrestled us uh, in high school, he's like, hey, man, I was really worried about you. He's like, uh, I wanted to ask you, like, are you a prop? Like, do you know how to skate anymore? Like, can you skate anymore? Just like, a ramp. Are you just a ramp? <laughs> hell no. Like, I'm not he called you a ramp. prop. Yeah, pretty much. And he's like, no, like, uh, you know, that's, like you said, a collection of ideas that, yeah. that came Oh, my about. gosh. Now, now the WWF callouts have poured into skating. Yeah. I'm here but, but with for, the lean, mean prop, bonus man ramp. Where are you at, son? But for for skateboarding, though, I think it um, getting learning that balance uh, definitely helps with wrestling, football. Like you learn how to, like fall, stay on your feet, plant whatever you gotta do, like to stay on your feet and not hurt yourself. So like learning how to fall is very important in skateboarding. So like if you learn how to control your body when it's out of control. You know, kind of get that control back, and then you're in wrestling. You can kind of, you know, get some benefits from that. And um, in wrestling, they would say, learn how to throw and learn how to be thrown. So it yeah. probably definitely carries over into skateboarding. Yeah. You know, learn how to land, Certainly. learn how to fall. Yeah, I mean that's you fall more than anything. So you have to learn how to fall. If you can't fall correctly, you're gonna get hurt, and you're gonna be not skateboarding. You know, so that happens to most people. Like, oh, I used to skateboard, then I broke my ankle. Yeah. You, you learn how to fall or even if you know how to fall, you can still have a, a mishap where you roll your ankle or you plant the wrong way. Well, speaking, of, speaking of a mishap, we had a, a whole different schedule slated for today's show, but <laughs> Man Ramp took up our whole time. I, I know. It's just we didn't get to taking talk over the place. Boy, uh, Gable Steveson for the WWE, what he's doing. And then uh, we also want to talk about the Paul brothers. Um, you know, that whole thing, the wrestling mindset. Um, Gable, which a lot of people don't know, was uh named after one of the legendary wrestlers dan gable um who's he gable and, guy uh, but uh no uh gable steveson's a two-time ncaa champ and now he's a never heard of him olympic champ uh beat a yeah he, he better leave for that one. <laughs> disappeared the golden fro has disappeared but <laughs> um anyways he uh he beat a three-time world champ um uh, in the olympics for the gold here you can come back frank frank, <laughs> frank the fact checkers uh he's he's got it he's got, i see your head down there <laughs> oh he's getting the hat on but uh 
no, that like that that whole mindset just carries over to uh <laughs> What were you saying? Oh, there you are. I thought you were getting your hat. Uh, Alex runs past Justin. He's, he sees him in his dust. I'm going to get you, uh, Alex. You'll never catch me, slow boat. Alex, thank you for jumping on. We got two minutes, man. I really appreciate right. it. <laughs> Bad. No, but uh, we were saying like Gable, his whole uh, his whole mindset is like so white. <laughs> and then I know you're uh, you're big on uh, the Paul brothers because uh, those are your boys. Uh, Lo- Logan took fifth in high school in Ohio, so uh, and he's as you said in the WWE now. So you know, wrestling in general keeps you motivated. Those guys are big on Vine, YouTube, TikTok, whatnot, and like you said, they're uh, they're selling to an audience and getting some. I mean, they got a lot of haters, but they got a lot of lovers too. So, so it's so popular. That gold dust. New theme song for the show. Alex, where can we catch you on social media? Uh, ship boots, Instagram, man ramp, Instagram, um, official man ramp on Warble, uh, Warble, W0RBLE on Instagram, um, the Warble.com for the website for merchandise, uh, manramp.com for handmade stuff as well. Uh, Thrasher Magazine. Thrasher Magazine. Never heard of it. Man ramp series on there, along with the, the new Tony York coming out. There's a new Warble full length coming out called Warble Worlds. I think mid-September comes out. So new Cobra Man music as well. So it's a whole shebang. Hey, we got Mitch McKee on Wednesday. Hard hats. Back to the, the nuts and bolts would make this show go. Wrestling, MMA. But, of course, our boy, our first guest, Alex Ferrara, a.k.a. Man Ramp, a.k.a. Shit Boots, a.k.a. Justin Ferrara's brother. It was an honor. Thank you. <laughs>